Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Next View Podcast. I'm your host, Tia Moore, and I'm just going to jump right in. This year, we are kicking off and continuing our Home Buyer series. If you've been listening in um, for a while with us, you know that we started this Home Buyer series where we um, we started talking about how to select your realtor, how to select a loan officer, um, different loan options that are available to you to help you purchase a home. And this episode, we're going to be talking about making an offer on a house. So let's talk about the things that are negotiable. That's the big one. Because most people, when they think about negotiating, the one thing that sticks in their mind is the price. And while for most people, that is going to be the number one and most important thing, um, it's something that it's, it's definitely something, it's not the only thing that's negotiable. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly walk through some of the common items that are negotiated on a purchase contract when you make an offer. And then I'm going to circle back around and we're going to talk about price again, because obviously, like I said before, that's number one on the list, but there's other things too. But I am going to come back and talk about that and talk about different ways and how to structure your offers so that you get them accepted. Okay. So number one, things that are, that are negotiable. Number one is price, like I said before. And the things you're thinking about here are gonna be, is this house priced well? Meaning, is it a good deal? Is it, is it overpriced? Those are gonna some, be some of the things you're gonna be thinking about. And in collaboration with your realtor, um, you know they'll be able to tell you what fair market value is for that particular neighborhood. And then based on the particular home that you're looking at, what is a good amount to offer? Um, you know, sometimes it's going to be lower and sometimes it may be higher. And that's why I said I'm going to come back to this and we're going to spend the bulk of the time in that space. But I just want to give you a quick rundown. So price is the first thing. The second thing that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, that for an item to be negotiable is how much you put up as far as earnest money. Um, some real estate agents say the rule of thumb is 1%. Personally, when I'm working with buyers, we try to get them into the house for as little money as possible, as far as um, little money at risk as possible in terms of escrow. Just because, you know, if if for some reason you did need to walk away, I you know, you want to have some type of built-in safety mechanism in there. Um, and, and there's different ramifications for that, but that's one of the reasons. Um, but that is, that's a negotiable item. Another thing that's negotiable is the close of escrow. So here in Arizona, the average escrow is 30 days. You may sometimes see 45 to 60 day escrows and sometimes longer. I have one, a land purchase that's been in escrow since, uh, I don't know, September. So I actually August. So we've been, we're going on six months that we've been escrow in escrow on that particular deal. That one has a lot of moving parts and it's very, um that's it's very niche however like i said if you're doing a residential purchase probably somewhere about 30 days would be acceptable for a close of escrow this item being negotiated is really huge right now in the market that i work in here in arizona because a lot of home sellers do not want to um you know find themselves without being able to purchase their next property because we don't have a lot of homes on the market today um, so what they want to do is make sure that their house is sold and have the ability to, 
to purchase their house. So they may ask for a loan or close of escrow because of that. And sometimes maybe they'd be willing to, you know, maybe they would be willing to take less money for peace of mind. They won't have to move twice. So close of escrow is negotiable, um, obviously, for both buyer and for seller. Um, when you get to possess the home, will you move into the house at close of escrow, which is the most common, or will you be negotiating a po a pre-possession, which means you would, you know, you would be able to move into the house before close of escrow. Other things that are negotiable are going to be appliances and fixtures and personal property. So a lot of people in Arizona, they don't know that if window treatments that are in the house and drapery, those things are, those things convey with the house unless otherwise negotiated within the contract, um, as, as well as a whole list of other things. And I'm well, I'm happy to send you guys a list of common appliances that stay within a house, but those are common. But so refrigerator, washer, dryer, um, those things are negotiable. Second refrigerators that might be in the garage, um, barbecue grills that may be in the backyard, um, outdoor refrigerators that may be in the backyard and not built in. All those things are negotiable. Above ground hot tubs or spas, that's an item that's negotiable. I remember one time there was a couple that really did not want to move this really large pool table. And so they wanted us, you know, they wanted to try to negotiate using the pool table as part of the deal. Um, so you, you never know what can be a negotiable item. Because if they were going to buy, if that buyer was going to buy a pool table anyway, and the seller doesn't want to get rid of it, maybe they could come to some happy medium as far as price goes. That would make all parties happy. And one person doesn't have to move the pool table and one person gets one and they don't have to buy a brand new one. Um, other things that are negotiable are who pays for the appraisal. You have to have an appraisal on the house if you're using financing. That's going to be a, a requirement of your loan, your lender. And so who's paying for that initial cost is going to be something that um, that is going to be able to be negotiated directly with them. And in, in a lot of cases, the buyer is going to be paying for their initial appraisal fee. Um, but there have been cases where the seller has paid for the appraisal cost up front and the buyer doesn't have to come out of pocket with it. Here, as where we are in our current market, 99% of the time, you'll probably see the buyer paying for that. The title and escrow company is some, it's negotiable. That's an item that's negotiable. Um, home inspection. How much time do you have to complete the home inspection? Here in Arizona, it is customarily 10 days. Um, but again, that's another item that's negotiable. It can you you can write in what amount what how many days makes the most sense for what you're trying to do. Um, I can tell you one thing that we did. We had a contingency offer on a house where which and that means um, a person buying the home was making that sale contingent on her house selling. And so we we asked for a little bit longer of an inspection period because during those times it can be a little tricky. When you're, you, when you're working in two transactions, you're selling one house and you're buying one house and maybe you might need a little extra time just to kind of wrap your mind around the whole thing. So, um, so you know, inspection period is something that is definitely negotiable. Um, home warranty, if you're looking to have a home warranty, perhaps you're asking for the seller to pay for it. Um, maybe, you know, you want to pay for that. But I, I find that home warranties are things that home sellers most often are okay with paying depending on the price point of the purchase and um, 
and depending on the cost of the home warranty too. And so that's something that's that's negotiable. So those are gonna be your common things. Your close of escrow date, like I said, your earnest deposit, um, your who's paying for the appraisal, how many days on the inspection period, um, who's paying the HOA transfer fees, that's something that's negotiable. Those are some of the big ones. But like I mentioned before in the beginning of the recording, the, the, the item that trumps all items in most cases is gonna be price. So people say, okay, how do we know what is a good deal? How do we make a good deal? And my answer is, if a good deal is whatever makes you happy. For example, in our Arizona market, we have such a tight listing market. We have, and what that means is we have lower inventory on the market than we have for demand. So our current listing, the current number of listings on the market does not supply enough houses for the buyer, the buyers that are currently in the market for homes. And so if, you know, if for you, a good deal can be not having to spend three months looking for a house because you keep getting outbid on homes. So your for you, a good deal could be just securing a house and being able to move in. For somebody else, a good deal can mean they want $20,000 $20, off of, you know, under fair market value. Which again, in a very strong seller's market, that is a lot harder to do unless there are um, significant defects with the home. So, okay, so let's talk about the person's asking, let's say they're asking for $250,000 for the house. And you're probably thinking or, or asking your realtor, well, how much do you think I can get this house for? The best thing to do is understand exactly what the seller is looking for. Um, understand how much demand is for that particular property, and then also take into account what your goal is. Because you have you have the option to offer them the exact amount that they're asking for, right? And they could say yes to that. You also have the option to offer 240,000, which is about 10,000 less than they're asking. And they could say yes to that too. Um, but another scenario is they could say no. They could say, no, I don't like this offer of 240. And in that amount of time, another buyer has come and look at, looked at the home and now they're interested. Well, now you have competition that you might not have had before. And, and it's all because you, you, know, you went low on the house and you've possibly offended the seller. So that's not to say that's a bad thing. If you're okay with that, you know, great. Um, but if you, want to if you have time and you have a lot of time on your hands to be able to continue shopping, then it's not going to be a big deal. But if you need to be in a house and you have a deadline and you have a lot of things that, um, you know, that are being held up because you haven't found a home yet, then offering such a significantly low price in such a, in such a strong seller's market could, could backfire on you. Each case is different and it's going to be important for you to... Um, have a conversation with your agent so that they can help you make the best possible decision. Another scenario to that is let's say you did offer them 250 and there's there you know and by the time you did that there's other parties that are also interested in the house. Well, there might be three offers on the house and 250 may not be enough because three offers somebody might have offered them, you know, 255 on the house and of course if all the other terms look attractive, they would probably take the 255 price, right? So those are all things that you want to talk to. One of the talk to your agent about. So one of the things that we always do is when we are looking at homes before we take our buyer into it, we talk to the listing agent to find out 
exactly what it is the seller is looking for. We find out the key, um, the most important things about the house. You know, so we're asking about the condition of the roof. We're asking about the condition of the pool, you know, whatever the components are in the home so that we can have an idea of how much is this home truly worth? You know, we know the market value, but what is the condition of this home based on what's been disclosed? And based on those two things, what would be a good price so that we can, you know, we can properly um, inform our clients and then also too, so that we can make sure that we're prepared. So when when we're, we're asking those questions, it's because we just want to make sure we're prepared for you by the time before you even come to the thought that you do want to make an offer on the house. Um, and then also get an idea of what's most important to the seller so that we can write the strongest offer possible. So even sometimes if we are asking for, if we're offering less than what they're asking for on the home, then if all the other things are attractive, maybe they'll still say yes. The other thing that we ask for when we're calling the agents is to find out if they have other offers on the home. You know, if they have 10, five or 10 other offers, we want to have an idea of what, where we are. And we want to ask, well, what's the best offer? What currently based on what you have, what's the best case scenario for your client? And so those are some of the things we do because we like to know who our competition is and what we're up against, just in case you love the home that we're going to show you. Um, so those are that's something to consider when you're thinking about, um, you know, offering, let's say, asking price. Things that you want to consider when you're when you're looking at offering below. Maybe the house is overpriced. That's very possible. Let's say the house is priced at two fifty. It's been on the market for thirty days. Nobody's buying it. Maybe you do decide to say, okay, there's something up with it. Nobody or there's not very much demand for it. You know, worst case, at best case scenario, there's no demand because it wouldn't be sitting on the market so long. And again, 30 days in our market is, depending on the condition of the house and the location, that's kind of a long time right now. And so if, if, if maybe that's the case, and if that's the case, then maybe that is your room to be able to negotiate a little bit better of a deal. So it's all going to depend on what is a good deal to you. Is $2,000 off a great deal for you? Is 5000 I'm going to tell you now, it all depends because if all the other neighbors pay at $250 and you got in at $245, then that's a win for you. Um, so yeah, so that those are things that you want to consider before you make an offer that and have price being the number one driver. So I'm going to repeat them. So how many offers, do, are there other offers competing with your offer? How long has it been on the market? Okay, how attractive is your financing or are you paying cash because if you know if you're offering cash and you're doing a quick closing maybe that's attractive are you willing to compensate a longer closing or a shorter closing in order to make it happen to make that offer more attractive so those are all some of the things you want to consider before you you know before you make an offer before you before you determine your price so what's the condition of the house who am i in competition with and how attractive is is it, am I coming to the table? Is my financing already in place? Am I already pre-qualified? Do I am I putting down a significant down payment? Am I asking them for closing costs? You know, because we sometimes will see offers come in, and you know they'll offer, you know the house will be listed at two fifty. They'll offer two forty, and they're asking for ten thousand dollars worth of closing cost assistance, and you know it. 
you know, our properties typically sell pretty quick on the market. And so to see something like that, our seller is going to look at it and say, I don't think this is that very attractive because ultimately you, you're asking them to take $20,000 off the list price. Um, so like I said, 10,000 in concessions and 10,000 off the list price, that gets pretty expensive for a seller and $20,000 is nothing to blink at. So keep in mind all of those things when you're coming to the table and how much things how much are you asking for and how much are you asking the seller to part with in order to you know sell you a house so you want to make sure that you know if you are if you if you are not making an attractive offer it's a good chance you'll end up in a little bit of disappointment so definitely have a conversation with your agent and make sure where you're going in with your offer makes the most amount of sense so that you can get a yes because if you're not looking to get your offer accepted, then what is the purpose of making the offer, right? So that's always something to think about. So when you're when you're out there and you're looking at properties, maybe you're going into maybe you're going into um, an open house and you're just kind of trying to figure out where the market is. Have a conversation with your real estate agent. Bring them into the fold. Start interviewing realtors because if you've gotten to the point where you're looking at open houses, you definitely want to have a professional on your side because you wanna get the most information available for a person that is hired to represent you and your interests. Because ultimately, if you're going into an open house or you're going into a new build, the people that you're speaking to are representing the sellers for those properties, not representing you. So if you are looking for real estate agents to help with um, your real estate buying and selling needs, be sure to contact my team. We're the Next View Home Professionals at EXP Realty, and we can be reached everywhere. Ultimately, you can call us at 480-281-3078. You can also text us at that same number. Again, it's 480-281-3078. You can also go on our website and register there, www.nextviewre.com. That's www.nextviewre.com. And even if you don't want us to call you, you can also browse and look at all the beautiful homes on our website. And there's some great tips and tricks in there. Um, you can take a look at that. You can take a look at our blog. You can also reach us on social media. Our team page is Next View Home Professionals on Facebook. On Instagram, we're at, at Next View Home Pros. And I'm at Next View Tia. So you can reach us by call, by text. Um, you can reach us on our website and you can reach us through social media or you can send us an, an email at info at nextviewre.com. But either way, we want to make sure we give you the best possible tools so that you can be effective in the market that you're in. And remember, if you're not in Arizona, we do have a market of real estate um, professionals that we network with all over the country. And we're happy to connect you with one of them in your hometown so that they can help you make the best possible purchase and get you the best possible deal that you're looking for. Until next week, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Next View Podcast. Thank you for your time.